0: Welcome to this episode of Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Today's episode, we have Jeff Beck of Eastside Mags, a comic book shop in Montclair, New Jersey. And this place is fucking cool, and I know that now because after I recorded this episode, I actually had got to go there. I was in Montclair a few days after we recorded. I was having lunch with my in-laws and my wife, and we were at this wonderful place called Raymond's, which had a really nice meal. We walk out, and I was like, I wonder where Eastside Mags is. And it was like a stone throw away. I was like, well, we're in Montclair. I just talked to Jeff, and we got along really well, and I really wanted to see the shop. So we went in. Jeff was working. I got to introduce myself. And dude wasn't kidding. If you walk in that store, you get greeted with uh, a big hello from someone, and it's really cool. It's really nice. I I don't really read comic books. They do have a lot of toys and other cool stuff. I bought some Space Ghost fan art and a, like, Fraggle Rock graphic novel book, I guess you call it that. Uh, Jeff and everyone who worked there was just super cool and super nice to us. I, my in-laws, uh, my, my brother-in-law, only one came, was there. uh really liked it, and I hope they go back. And uh, the reason this episode even came to be, I heard Jeff on an episode of Adrian Has Issues podcast. Now, Adrian King is the host. He has been on this show, and he has guest-hosted. Uh, he was the guest host of Marissa Schwartz and he had had me on his show so i listened to his podcast because i really like it and i like it so i uh shot an email out to him i th- believe uh it turned out him and i had a mutual friend in brian birdsey who was uh the host of epic dudes co-host and uh so i basically asked brian i was like dude i want to have him on the show what do you think give me his email or whatever uh jeff and he said yes so it was really cool, and then I got to meet him, so that was really fun, because a lot of times I get to do these interviews and then never meet the people. But, uh, you know, go to Eastside Mags, support local business. Uh, it's a great episode. If you don't like comic books, that's more than fine. We talk a lot about music as well, as his really cool story of how we decided to become a small business owner. I mean, how cool is it that, um? I mean, I'm a fan of the shop now because I heard him on a podcast. I went to that store, I spent money. I hope anyone who lives near Montclair, New Jersey or travels through Montclair, New Jersey, goes to Eastside Mags. It's a really cool store. Jeff has a really great uh, DIY uh, music background and a real sense of community, which I think is wonderful. Find Eastside Mags on eastsidemags.com. They're at Eastside Mags and all the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those things. And you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash let's chat. Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. We are part of the Let's Chat. Um, we are, I am a part of the Misfits Podcast Network, which is just Misfits Podcast Network.com. All the episodes of Let's Chat are available on Misfits uh soundcloud site, which is now up, and also on SquarePop.com. Uh, that's enough out of me. Let's get to it.
1: Remember, I'm in the limelight cause I tight time to get paid blow up like the world trade of win when I used to eat sardines for dinner to folks love
0: it was kind of funny so I heard you on um Adrian has issues who I've met through doing this as well through like Twitter and uh he had me on his show and then he came on my show and like so I like a show. I listen to it sometimes and then I just saw um cuz I don't really re- read comic books a ton but then you guys had something about like music so I was like, "Oh, I'll check it out." And then your episode was just I just, I just really dug it.
1: Yeah, man. Uh I mean I'm sure I'm sure we'll probably get into it when you want to start or whatever. Oh, else. oh, that
0: this it already started. This is this oh, is already we're in.
1: Sorry, yeah, Damn. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, yeah. I always uh, forget to um,
0: tell people that part. But, yeah. I don't know
1: uh, this, but I'm, I'm new at this, so uh, <laughs> this is the third podcast I've done, and I still can't seem to get it right, so. Well, yeah.
0: uh, did you and Adrian yeah, think, do that in person, like at your shop?
1: Yeah, yeah. He he lives, like, like I think down the street or next town over. So, I mean, he – because I asked him uh, – because you know Brian, uh, who does – Epic uh, Dudes. Epic Dudes, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Brian and I were in a band for a really long time together. Um, oh,
0: oh so yeah I, oh yeah man i know
1: <laughs> so i so i did it with brian like this and then when adrian reached out to me i was he said some i guess he said something about coming by the shop so i was like oh okay i was like is this thing gonna be live like how does this work <laughs> and then uh like he came by he he recorded everything and, and and did his thing but uh yeah so he he lives locally so i was actually closed that day he came by on a monday when i'm when i'm closed and I set up a table and hooked him up with some power, and he, he had all his gear. And, and yeah, cool. yeah. Those are the best
0: way to do it, but, like, I, I hit a point, like, doing the show. Where, cause I live in Providence, but I, I didn't grow up in Providence. I grew up in Connecticut. So, like, I hit oh. a point within, like, a ye- almost a year where I was, like, I kind of expunged anyone I could have on because, like, I record in my bedroom, so it's, like, I couldn't really have strangers on, and I wasn't <laughs> about to fucking rent a space out because that's just stupid.
1: I hear you. So yeah. then
0: it just like it's like oh Skype and then it's just kind of blossomed to into a, a wonderful thing. Well, th- that was what's interesting is like I when I listened to your episode, like you you sounded super familiar, and then I looked up your shop online and it was like one friend has been here and it was Brian uh, Brian Birdsey and I was like yeah. oh so I hit him up on Facebook and he's like yeah we were played in She Could Be King together. I was like oh okay I remember yeah. your bit. yeah I, I um I'm from Connecticut but we used to go down to Jersey shows all the time. Oh, nice! Yeah, I'm. Um, I was good for. Or I actually am still friends with, like the Folly dudes. So like, oh the, yeah, that little world of people.
1: Cool, man. Yeah, we uh, we played a bunch of shows with Folly. Um, there was even one time where uh, Anthony, their drummer, was gonna also be in our band. Uh, it just didn't work out time wise because uh, Folly had just. I think they had just come out with uh, what was the name of that album? Resist Convenience? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we played the record release show and then uh, Oh, uh, then I
0: was I was totally out at that show.
1: Oh, you're there? Oh Wait, wait, dude. wait,
0: which one is that record? Did I go to that one? Is that School Rock? It uh, all molds together. I might have. I'm, I'm sure at some point.
1: I can't remember now. I, w- I was pretty hammered.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I knew. It turned out I had known Brian from those shows. I, but until we, like, recorded together, I was like, oh. Oh, dude, I've met you a hundred fucking times.
1: Yeah. I just I, – all I remember from that show vividly is that the when we were – at least when we were on stage, the light show was insane. I mean, we – we didn't play a lot of venues that had that, I mean, I don't, and I don't know if it was just because normally, like, maybe that was like a thing for the venue, or it was a thing for Folly, but uh, that light show was like, I just remember it being insane, and I couldn't see anybody in the crowd, and I just kept thinking to myself, like, I know there's a ton of people at this show already, like, I hope they're actually standing there watching us, because I can't see anybody except for the other, the other dudes on stage with me, like, I just, I assumed there was a Group of people watching us, and we weren't playing to an empty house, and everyone was outside smoking cigarettes. So, uh, yeah, but oh, that's, that was a, that's fucking awesome. But that was uh, a rad show, and I'm pretty sure I got my ass handed to me a couple times, uh, in the pit. But, uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah the, their shows were fucking awesome. They would be so strange because, like, they could just, like, kill it. I mean, just destroy, uh, like, a sold out show, well, almost sold out show, basically, and then. If you, the next day they play somewhere else and then not a person would give two shits that they were there.
1: Well, it was funny. Anthony told us what, cause like I said, he, 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 he would, I want to, I'm going to use the word trying out far band loosely because we would have, we would have given up a left arm each to have He's Anthony really come. good. So, the dude is so tight, such a talented dude. Um, and it just didn't work out timing wise. Like Folly was just doing too much stuff. Yeah. And I think there was another band that he was working on with Arvin. I think his name was. Oh yeah, the, the bassist. bassist, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think they were doing like a side project with some other people, and he was just he was just overloaded, and then we ended up turning to another friend of ours who ended up taking up drum drum duties for the remainder of our time together. Hardest but, uh,
0: member to find is the drummer.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, every a lot of people play drums, but not everybody's good. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, he's,
0: it's ridiculous, and he doesn't. I I love. Um, uh, I love Anthony, like and I'm, I'm friends with him so I can say this but like doesn't look like he's in the band that he's been playing in. So like I've been at shows with him outside where like the people will try to stop him from going and he's like, Oh, I'm actually in the band They're like, Are you, you sure?
1: And then someone has to like explain, No, no, he's actually the drummer You know what I you know what I realize though? That's kinda of standard for like a for like a kick ass drummer? Yeah. Like if if you look at any band that has like a really really kickass drummer that's not like totally you know just done up by by a major label or something to like have a uniform look amongst all the members, the drummer is always like the odd man out visually. Like you just yep. you look at everybody lined up next to like their tour van, and you're just like one of these dudes doesn't belong. That must be the drummer. Like it just <laughs> it's just it's just like that, and and he and it's always like the dude is always the most kick-ass drummer like you've ever seen.
0: That's pretty fair.
1: Uh, I don't know. It just, that, that's what jumps out at me all the time.
0: No, that's is. so, it's very true. It's very, very true. I'm like, that's, I love you. I'm thinking back to every dr- good drummer. I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> that's pretty fair. Yeah,
1: It's just, it's, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, man, he's, he's awesome. Uh, But I think, and, and I'm, I, I don't know if you should keep this on the podcast or not, because I, I might totally be wrong, but I think, Anthony had told us one time that they played a show down in Florida, someplace in Florida that we had been to, and he was talking to a kid and the kid was like, Oh, I guess I guess Anthony had mentioned our band or something like that, and the kid was like, Oh, she could be king, yeah, man. He was like, I heard of them and he was like, Oh, he's like, Well, you know, I'm in this band called Folly and like up here, everybody knows Folly. Like, without a doubt. If you're from Jersey or you've ever been to a show in Jersey, you know Folly. We were like nothing, you know what I mean? Like we were just yeah. struggling kids trying to trying to get our stuff heard, and this kid was like, "Oh, I don't know who Folly is." He goes, "But I definitely know she could be king," and we just thought that was like the most hilarious because that's totally foreign to us. Like
0: that's so weird.
1: Everybody in Jersey knows Folly. Like just given, it's you know, Folly's staple of like the the New Jersey hardcore hardcore scene, and like. The fact that there was, like, some random town in Florida where kids knew us but not them was, like, a total change.
0: That's so... I, yeah, my goal is to have all of them. I've had three-fifths of them on, and then I'm nice. still... And then um, I'm actually going to Jeff's wedding in, like, two fucking... In, like, two weeks.
1: Oh, shit, he's getting married. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, tell um, us congratulations.
0: Yeah, He'll probably hate me for saying this because he made me take it out of uh, his episode as well. Uh, oh, okay. So, I went to high school. My good friend uh, Amanda and I went to high school together, and a, a group of our friends in Connecticut we all met always went to folly shows. What was I say? So, where in Jersey are you from?
1: i um, originally from Wayne. Um... Fountains of Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> Fountains of Wayne. Do people still uh, reference that band? Stacy's mom. Uh, I think people. I think more people say use the word Stacy's mom than Fountains of yeah. Wayne. I think, I, I think we, we've the, grown past the era where that name has any kind of relevance anymore. But is not one of those
0: dudes like a uh, like a commercial? He does like something in film and TV and stuff. He's like a producer and like some. Oh, I, have,
1: uh, I have no idea. I remember I
0: hearing him somewhere. It's like you know how you always like. There's always those random stories. Like the dude from t- Thursday plays in like a boy band, and like these guys oh, at yeah. punk roots who end up making it in very odd. Like the dude who plays for Miley Cyrus is in like a pop punk band.
1: Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I I,
0: that, I I know I know Your Town of Wayne.
1: You're probably right, but uh, the only thing I know about Fountains of Wayne is that apparently Stacy's mom has got it going on. That's that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> very she, similar she a, to a movie. She gets movie. around. She's but, a loose woman
0: isn't wasn't Wayne super famous cuz uh, well not famous but in the the Jersey scene cuz I've ever seen that movie with uh, bastards of the young uh, the documentary and the the Wayne firehouse oh, or something Wayne like that Wayne
1: firehouse man yeah that was actually it was across the street from where my dad my dad's a structural engineer and where his his first real office was was across the street from the Wayne firehouse and I lived like maybe like a 10 15 minute walk from there and that was like The Wayne Firehouse was like, it wasn't Birch Hill Nightclub, but it was, it ranked up there in venues, uh, ironically enough, to the point where it got shut down and it reopened and, you know, and like they just, the firemen would, it got got to points where the firemen were just like, you guys are trashing this place, (laughs) like we can't. We treated it like a New Brunswick basement, uh, <laughs> yes, if, yeah. if, if that has any relevance to, your, to you or your listeners. Uh, oh, I,
0: I know if, exactly what you mean.
1: Yeah. Like we literally – people treated it like a New Brunswick basement and guys like uh, Ricky Supporta, uh who, who ran Bomb Shelter Productions, who was putting on shows there and who I'm friendly with now but back then uh, I was a constant thorn in his side because all I wanted to do was go see the show and not pay for it. Yeah, I remember those days. Uh, Not not because I didn't want to support the bands, Uh, you know, because I I had just so much money in my pocket and I wanted to buy merch and uh, pay for a ticket. And then Ricky would would come and and drag my ass out and my (laughs) friends and tell us never to come back. And, of course, the next week we were back. So, you know, it it never really worked. And he knew it and I knew it. But, you know, uh, but it's all good fun Uh, and past is past. But, uh I, at least I, I don't think he hates me anymore. We're still friends on Facebook, and he shouted me out when Midtown got together in the city, uh, and I, I couldn't make it because I was here at the store. But uh, yeah, Wayne Firehouse, man, that was a, that was a staple of the New Jersey scene, and it was it's like you you know sometimes you think about your hometown and you're like eh, it's my hometown like there's nothing really great about it like that's like the one thing where I I actually feel like a res- an immense amount of pride for for, for Wayne, New Jersey, because that firehouse was... I mean, you had... Like, everybody played there. Everybody. I mean, I saw At The Drive-In. I saw The Get-Up Kids. I saw Thursday. I saw countless bands that don't even exist anymore, but their members do in some fashion or form. And, you know, I, I can't even count how many times I saw Midtown play there. Um,
0: Are they yeah. from that area?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's right.
0: And isn't... um. The well, guy can... from Fun who was in Steel Trains from that region as well, Jack.
1: Yeah, I went to uh, Jack. Jack Antonoff. Yes, uh, he's he was in a band called a band called Outline, uh, who was friends with the guys in a band called Random Task, who went on to make Steel Train. Who uh, you know, Ben Jurgensen, uh, guitarist and lead singer for Armored for Sleep, was. The drummer for Random Task.
0: I remember uh-huh. Random Task. I couldn't tell you their music, but I feel like I've seen them on flyers or maybe it's one I of love,
1: those things. I love Random Task because I, I went to high school with those kids uh, at Solomon Schechter of Essex and Union in West Orange. Uh, I was only their senior year, and I had snapped. They had a talent. They had a like a talent show, or it was like a rock show. I think it was. It was just a bunch of bands. I think it was supposed to be a talent show, and it was just a bunch of like a bunch of bands that that played. And I put together this band with like three friends of mine, and I was actually the singer, and I was horrible. I mean, <laughs> god awful. I, I wrote a song about Smurfs and Smurfette being a whore. Like <laughs> it was like borderline Gigi Allen, but I wasn't ballsy enough to like uh, catch an STD or uh, let a let a hooker shit in my mouth or anything. Can I curse? Is that is that a bad thing? Encouraged. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't ballsy enough at that at that age, and I was probably like. 17 uh to let a hooker shit in my mouth on stage but uh I definitely had the the gusto for it but not the voice and we played and it was awful but I mean but it was a packed house everybody was there and I was like wow this is really great and then I realized that everybody was there because I had never I hadn't heard random tasks before and they were amazing I mean Evan Winokur who who, who played bass, who then went on to be in Steel Train? Ben Jurgensen on drums, who went on to be in Armored for Sleep. Damn. Um, uh, Dan Silbert, who was in Outline with Jack Antonoff. Uh, uh, Dan went on to to manage Steel Train and then play in the band for a while. Um, and then Jack Antonoff, who you see on like fucking Chase credit card commercials now. Uh, oh yeah. I, I knew I knew all those dudes, and uh, and they killed it. And they and Random Task 1... Won the talent show, and I remember being so disappointed because I thought we were so good. And in hindsight, there was not even a contest. I mean, it was a joke. They they won, and like head over shoulders, they were better than us. Dude,
0: that's so So sick. That's high school. That's your high school for you. That was
1: high. Yeah, that was that was my senior year of high school. Yeah. Dude, it was sick. It was, and they put on such a good show. And I remember standing there going, "Fuck, these guys are so good," and I was so upset about it. And in like I said, in hindsight, there was no contest. They they were so good so good and then uh when they became steel train uh you know uh with like matt goldman uh and dan and evan jack you know i would like go out of my way like i saw them play at like uh montclair state a couple times and uh just really good dudes like uh all and and to this day still all really good dudes um at least the ones that i talked to I, i i haven't talked to jack in forever uh Dan and Evan every once in a while. I don't even know what Matt Goldman's up to anymore. Um, and Ben, I haven't really talked to in a while. But the last time I talked to him, you know, really nice dude, man. Really, really good guys. Do
0: you have any of like your old band friends? Like, you know, you know how to. Like, I'm, we're probably of the same age, right? I'm I'm 30, so I'm that age range.
1: I'm, I'm 34.
0: So like, do you have any people? Because so high school for us was like a long time ago. It's yeah. like do you have anyone that just kind of randomly comes into your store, probably now with kids, and being like, "Jeff,
1: holy shit, dude!" Oh, dude, it, it's it's nonstop, and, and and it's just hilarious to me. I I had uh, and my store is right is literally on the other side of the block from the Wellmont Theater, so we get. I mean, I I met Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria uh, a couple months ago. Uh, there's I, I I braved myself up enough to take a selfie with them. Uh, but he was, like, the nicest dude ever, uh, because, I mean, I'm sure you know, uh, Claudio also works on comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently every time Coheed stops in town, uh, he does, like, a comic shop locator search for, like, the nearest comic book store, and I happened to be on the other side of the block. He came in here with his gorgeous wife and his beautiful son, uh, who had the coolest little, uh, he must have been, like, a year old at most. Uh, he had these little Spider-Man shoes on that were hilarious. Um... But he came in and all day I had been getting kids in Cody t-shirts who were coming in looking for copies of his work and uh, there must have been about eight kids in here and uh, my fiance's cousin was here and she and I were talking and the door opens and I see like I see Claudio walk in because how can you miss him with all that hair yeah and uh, and I just look at him and I'm like, hey, how's it going like like how I greet everybody and he was like, good and he was walking around and as he got a little closer I was like, I was like, are you here to buy your comics or other people's comics (laughs) kind of thing? And and he laughed, and and he and I just started talking, and then it became the most awkward situation because I realized everybody in a Coheed t-shirt in the store had stopped what they were doing to, like, listen to every word of the conversation. I mean, clearly listening to what he had to say, but by default also listening to what I had to say, and I was like, okay, i got to not sound stupid right now. (laughs) All these kids are listening to, like, everything that's being said, and I need to not say something dumb, so... Uh, you,
0: gave those kids uh, that you know that can you imagine that if you were like in your teens and loving comic books and coheed and then that happens
1: like oh a, those kids minds were blown oh my it, god you that's like see the look on their, their face yeah you can see the look on their face it was hilarious it was like a, it was it was like rex manning day in here like it was it was it was it was a trip but i mean nicest dude ever and then when i saw him, i saw him again at new york comic-con in october uh, and I just, I kind of breezed past his table, but I stopped by for a second to say hi. And the dude totally recognized me. And I was like, that's, that's just cool. Like this dude is traveling all over the world, playing music and meeting all kinds of people. And there he was like, he, he, he didn't recognize me, remember my name, but he was like Eastside Megs. Right. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh shit. But, uh, and I meant to stop back by his table and I, and I never did. But, uh, so if
0: you yeah, drew, but, like, like a, a Venn diagram of like punk rock and then comic book lovers. Is there is there a big overlap, you think?
1: Nowadays, absolutely. That's and th- awesome. And right. I think it's hilarious because when, when we were younger and we were in high school, comic books were the kind of thing that you got, you, you got the shit kicked out of you after school for. Like, yeah. people found out you were in the Spider-Man, and they were like, you fucking nerd, and they, you know, take your lunch money and shit. And now those same dudes I'm watching come in here because they've got kids, and their kids are in the Spider-Man, and I'm hearing them go... Yeah, Spider Man comes from comic books. I would be like, you kicked my ass in high school, like you threatened me, and now you brought your four year old kid in here, who's adorable. Granted, but you know, it's just funny how times change, and that, and that's all. And uh, yeah, I mean, as far as the music scene goes, there's a total overlap, and uh, just being having the store here and being so close to like Wayne, and you know, even Montclair had Bloomfield Ave Cafe, which was like a huge part of the part of the Jersey scene around here. Um, there's a, re- a Mexican place that opened up across the street called Villa Lobos. Uh, and one of the guys who's a manager over there is, uh, Chris Arturo, who was in a bunch of Jersey bands. Uh, the one that, that I, I'm most reminiscent of is, is a band called Paris. Um, cause we played a whole boatload of shows with them, but he also worked at guitar center. So anytime we had practice and someone broke strings or needed picks or a cable or something, We'd go over to Guitar Center, and there'd be Chris, like, hanging out, like, hey, you going to this show this weekend? And he's right there. Um, I think – what band was it? There was some, like, shitty cock rock band that played at the Wellmont. Uh, I want to say, like, Hoobastank, like, something like that, like some shitty band. But one of their opening acts was a band that had a kid from Sussex County, Jersey, who not only – when I had mentioned that I that I used to play music in Jersey <laughs> – he knew, he had heard of She Could Be King, he knew Brian Birdsey, and then at some point in the conversation, he looked at me, and he just went, wait, you played bass, right? And I went, yeah. And he was like, dude, he was like, I totally remember you. And he knew what guitar I was playing and everything, and he yeah, could describe that's
0: so it. cool.
1: And I was like, dude, I was like, you're opening for, I don't know, it was like Huba Stank or some shit. It was playing, playing around the corner, but, or, or Papa Roach, one of those, you know, <laughs> Radio shitty Radio Rock bands. Like, yeah, who's, like, trying to make a comeback, or I guess maybe they're still making records. I just, I don't know. Nobody's behind know it, it always
0: astonishes me when you see these tours of those bands, and they're playing, like, casinos.
1: Oh, it's, I, I saw a post today on Facebook that Rise Against is playing with Killswitch Engage, and, and I was like, really? I was, oh, I yeah, they're doing a whole them. tour. Yeah, I was like, I wouldn't have put those two together, but uh, what do I know?
0: Rise like, Against was supposed to do the Linkin Park tour, but uh, the dude broke his leg or something, so they oh, wow. didn't do it. But yeah, That's... Rise. I still love Rise Against, actually. I
1: like I, I like them too, uh, but Unlike I just
0: the Foo Fighters. Um, they got really successful and stayed good. Yeah. Not to shit on the Foo Fighters, I just don't think they're very good.
1: Yeah, uh, late the stuff as of late, I haven't been as into as I was with their earlier stuff, but uh, I love Sonic that...
0: Highway. I thought it was wonderful until they played their music.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that Sonic Highway was sick. It was sure. so
0: great, but then like the song they would write was so terrible.
1: Yeah, like I, uh, really bad.
0: And like I, was, I don't make music, so I I can I, don't, I won't judge. But I was just like, really.
1: But, well, Dave, I, I think Dave Grohl is an art as, as an artist in general. I think I think that man made a bet with somebody at some point that he could he could collaborate with more musicians than some than than anybody else in the world, and I think he's winning. Because every time I turn around, it's like Dave Grohl's working with this guy, and Dave Grohl's wrote wrote a song with Paul McCartney, and Dave Grohl is uh, resurrecting James Brown to, to redo Sex Machine. And it's like Dave Grohl is just everywhere and, like, writing songs with everyone. I mean, I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. Oh, that he's, he's totally
0: so- like a kid plucked from obscurity in a weird way and then just went with it. It's like, yep,
1: I'm on uh, the ride,
0: motherfuckers. Hey.
1: And he I mean and look at him. He played he played drums for Nirvana, you know, when yeah. when 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 Kurt Cobain was the dude in the spotlight and then Chris Novoselic went into politics, God knows why, but I know. He went into politics and Dave Grohl was just kinda like, Okay, so my singer shot himself, my bassist is going to play going to going to be going to be in politics. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with myself now? And was just like, I'm just gonna keep playing music and now look at him. Like, I I think his story is like it's it's, it's it's such a rad story. It's
0: just so weird to me to think that someone from Nirvana and Sunny Day Real Estate and the Germs got together and they made the, this music.
1: Yeah, and Frances Bean Cobain couldn't give it two shits about it, apparently. I saw in the news today that apparently she was like, I'm not into Nirvana. You're like,
0: Yeah, it's Holy? your dad. It's the same. If your dad was, uh, you know, it's just, it's just how you are with dad. It's just how, what it is. It's like, ah whatever it's my dad i don't
1: guys. know man i feel like i feel like if my dad was in led zeppelin i would be like oh my god i'm fucking my dad was in led zeppelin like yeah you know you dad's... always go
0: the other way with it you're like oh dad shut the fuck up i don't care i like jazz
1: yeah i would probably yeah well, you're probably right i'd probably be like, a dad, thing, and like John right? John whatever stories. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure like
0: i don't know, i was trying to think of someone like i'm like if matt matt groaning doesn't have kids but like whoever i don't know does george lucas have kids i'm sure they all hate star wars
1: Oh, he, he does have kids because I remember when episode – when when they were ready to release episode one, there was a rumor going around that Sync was going to cameo as Clone yeah. as Troopers or something because his kids were big In Sync fans at the time. You know, and in I remember being really upset about that. That and wouldn't –
0: after seeing that movie, that would not have been the worst part of it.
1: No. It actually – it, it might have – I hate to say it. In hindsight, it might have made it better.
0: Be like, hey, look at Justin Timberlake before. He even more famous.
1: Fuck this Jar Jar Binks shit! But oh look, InSync is NSYNC. in this. <laughs> yeah, woo
0: You ever see that um that movie Fanboys?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. At the end, it's like, hey dude, what if this sucks? I was like, yeah. And I yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I I Adrian is um fucking awesome, but we could not be farther apart when it comes. Like I'm, I think I'm like part geek, but whenever I I um was on his show, I get lost when, when I listen to you two talk about like comic books. I was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> But it, I don't mean that in the, I was a bully to beat you up. I'm almost jealous. I was like, God damn! I wish I liked these. These sound so cool. Like I really wanted to go buy comics after I listened to you guys
1: talk. There's a there's there's a, there's a lot of stuff about our about about the store that I try to I've tried to do to separate myself from either a the status quo of other comic book stores throughout. Yeah, nice throughout time. Yeah, and uh, that's like that's one of the things is I, I go out of my way to not be comic book guy from The Simpsons.
0: Thank you. That's all um, I could think of was like that's all that was always my.
1: There's a, there's a lot of shops out there I try yeah. to associate I try to stick to associating with comical stores and there's a lot of other stores around here that aren't like that either um, I mean at least at least not with me I, I'm not there like during the day um, I mean I can speak for the one in Wayne that I, that I went I shopped at for tw- over 20 years before I decided to open up my own store uh, and they were and they were super cool with helping me out sold me a back stock of comics to get me started. Let me ask all the questions I wanted. I mean, they were just really rad. And then I've met a couple other retailers in the area who, you know, I keep in touch with through email and, and I'll, you know, they'll shoot me an email and they'll say, hey, man, I, you know, here's a list of like 10 different titles that I sold out of. If you have extra copies that you can spare, please let me know. And I'll shoot them back and I'll go, OK, well, here's a list of 10 titles that I sold out of that are different that I that I need. Let's work something out and we'll trade or one of us will pay the other one the wholesale rate or whatever and like it's really and they're not all that far and normally would be considered competition but you know one store is is more of a gaming place than a comic book store and i'm more of a comic book store than a gaming place even though we both do both you know we're not we're not really stepping on each other's toes which is great um so it's like the
0: punk scene in jersey like the way you just described all that it's like the diy scene like
1: well, that's that's the vibe that I grew up with and that's the vibe that I try to push out and and so far people have been really cool about uh, you know reciprocating that that vibe which is which is great cuz I think you know in the 90s there were there was a shitload of comic book stories everywhere because comics were booming everybody thought they had it not everybody had it and a lot of places went under and the cream rose the cream rose to the top the people who knew what they were doing like the place in Wayne this place in Livingston like you know those guys knew what they were doing, and they they managed to keep their heads their heads above water despite a comic book store being on like every fucking corner like Starbucks is now, and you know they're still doing business and they're still and and they're really good guys and I think they were they admired the fact that uh, or at least respected the fact that. I was ballsy enough, you know. My my history was basically that I worked in uh, I worked in the hospitality industry in Manhattan. Uh, despite my punk rock roots, I, I went corporate um, it because I, because I because I needed the paycheck. Uh, the fact of the matter is, corporate pays. But the 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 question you have to ask yourself in that situation is, you know, how long am I going to piss blood? How much abuse am I going to take? Because you know, if I could go back in time and tell thirteen year old me with his with his crass t-shirt and his and his Punk's Not Dead, you know, patches and shit like that and anarchy logos. You know, if I could go back in time, I'd pull 13-year-old me aside and go, listen, you're a 13-year-old kid and you don't know shit, but you're 100% right about this. Like, you you know what you're talking about, so don't let anybody tell you otherwise, because the corporate world is for the fucking birds. Um, and I lucked out. I had a really good boss uh, who wasn't the owner of any any of the companies that I worked for, but he and I worked together for over a decade together. Uh, he taught me everything I needed to know about running a business, and even though I had I needed the paycheck and I needed the money, because, you know, I mean, punk rock is great, but punk rock doesn't always pay the bills for all of us, and, you know, the rest of us have to get jobs. We can't all be rancid or no effects or whatever and just live off of our punk rock roots, you know what I mean? And, uh You know, I went corporate. They paid me buku money. Uh, I've never lived an extravagant lifestyle, so I don't don't take a lot of vacations. I don't buy a lot of expensive shit. You know, I was in hospitality and I was on the floor taping down cables and running XLR and and VGA and all kinds of stuff. So I wasn't buying – I had to wear suits, but I wasn't buying $400 suits. I was buying $150 suits at like Men's Warehouse or Sims or any discount place that I could get a suit at. Uh, that didn't look shitty, but was shitty enough that if I ripped it, I didn't care. And uh, you know, he, my boss was super cool. He he taught me how to run a business, and I went into corporate America in Manhattan, in the heart of the in the heart of the beast itself, and uh, and just learned everything I could, made all the money I could. I got my fiance the ring that she wanted. Uh, who's, Smart man. Who was happy as hell, and everything I had left, I looked at her dead in the eye and I said. You know, I've been supporting this relationship. I've been paying the bills for this many years. I said now, now the tables need to turn. Like now, this is time for me to be happy and for me to do what I want to do, uh, and get the fuck out of Manhattan completely and stop having to deal with the Goldman Sachs and the KPMGs and the oh, Fortune 500 companies. And I mean, dude, I've had, I had the CFO for Goldman Sachs pointing his finger. And me and my boss's face cursing us out, telling us that because his, his presentation wasn't on the screen when he took the stage. Uh, I've had I've had ladies who organized meetings for Fortune 500 companies like screaming and, screaming and yelling at us because something went wrong technology wise. Um, and, you know, and my, and my boss would look at her and go, we failed you like intense, intense situations. But I mean, I learned a boatload. I'm still good friends with him to this day. Uh, and it was just, you know, I would have fired him through the pits of hell. And that's that's kind of where we ended off, was working for a company run by two 30-year-old guys who had no, no idea about hospitality. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but I sold technology services. So it was like audio and video and translation booths and recording and webcasting and IT and stuff like that. So I know a ton of stuff about technology in general. Um and like we, they they hired my boss after he had turned the job down five times. Uh, after he finally accepted the job on the terms that he wanted, before he even called his wife, he called me and said, "I need you to come. I need you to come on board." I had left the game. I was out, uh, and I told him that. And he was like, "I need you to come on board one last time for me because I need you to sell the shit out of this place so that we can make enough money that we can hire the people we want and do you know." do what we need to do for this thing to be successful and build it from the ground up. And I said, sure. And I came on board because it was him asking me anybody else. I would have told to go fuck themselves. And, uh, I signed the offer letter. I came on board. They budgeted us to do $200,000 in revenue for the first year we were there. Uh, and I came like $5 shy of 2 million. And the first words out of the, the owner's mouth were, we're making too much money. We need to scale back. And my boss and I were like on the floor. We were like, what do you mean we're making too much money? Who says that? Like, how is that a problem? You know, and uh, to this day, I don't know what the problem was. I could sit here and, and surmise all I want about why they would say something like that. But at the end of the day, that's what they said to us. And they started to tie hands behind our backs, packaging stuff together, telling us we have to start giving things away for free. And these are the owners. Like, you can't argue with the owner of the company, you know. So we did whatever they said, and I kept beating my budget by 3%, 5%, year over year for like three years. But pretty much when they told us we were making too much money after that first year, I knew I wasn't going to be there forever. Uh, and at some point, I was going to leave. And the only thing that bugged me was having to sit my boss down and after all this time working with him and tell him, like, I'm just out. Um, but as fate would have it. Uh, he left the company. I didn't have to sit down with him. All I had to do was write five resignation letters, drop them on the tables, and I was out. And the, to my knowledge, revenue hasn't been hasn't been the same since. They're not making the kind of money on technology. They didn't replace me. They dumped my responsibility on everybody else who was still there. Uh, but you know, I feel bad for the and I feel bad for those guys because I still talk to them. We're still good friends. But at the, end of the day, man, I had to do what made me happy. And I sat down and I I thought about it real hard and I said, you know, I've got this money saved up. I'm going to chase a loan, which I got turned down by nine banks, three co-ops, and a government agency uh, who almost gave me the loan, but their management switched hands. So my story is 100% self-funded. Uh, I own everything, every every screw, every rack, every comic, every T-shirt, every piece of tape, every light bulb is mine uh, and is, is, is in my ownership. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I just sat down and I said, there's two things I want to do with the rest of my life. And I'm going to pick one and it's either open a music venue, uh, oh, or, a com- or a comic, or a comic store." And I just decided, God. I decided against music venue because, uh, eventually I want to have kids and, and music venue is a lot of work and nights. And that means not going to Wee football or ballet recitals or school plays and stuff like that. And I just thought long-term and I was like, you know what? I can teach someone to run a comic book store. I don't know if I, if I would be comfortable teaching someone to run a music venue without me there. Yeah. And it just seemed like the obvious choice for me. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of searching for places. I was trying to do it in Jersey city, but nothing really worked out. Uh, uh, storefront wise. Um, and then I came to Montclair cause Montclair was always a cool place to hang out when I was a kid. Still is apparently. And, uh, you know, no comic book stores. Uh the closest one is actually closing uh, in about a week and a half. Um there and then the next town over. Um and it's been great. I've I came in here, I brought my punk my punk rock DIY ethics with me, and the community's just been so responsive. I mean, kids are excited, parents are excited, uh my friends are excited, people I've never met, I've made tons of new friends. Uh I mean it's just Everything's been great. Other business owners want to partner with me. I'm working on some stuff with like the library coming up in June. And then we've got Free Comic Book Day coming up in May. I've met a ton of cool artists. Uh, Michael Uslin, who has basically been a, a producer for every Batman movie ever made. Uh, lives lives in town. Uh, I haven't met him yet, unless he's snuck in here on under the radar. But like Stephen Colbert lives in town. Yeah. I've been I trying saw to get that, him saw to that come there. out. He
0: was with uh, Seinfeld. I, uh, Filming comedians in cars getting coffee.
1: Yeah, uh, and 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 he lives right here in town, and the Montclair Film Festival is the same week as uh, uh, Free Comic Book Day, and he's going to be here. He comes out every year for for the Montclair Film Festival, and uh, I got I got I got to I got to get three minutes of FaceTime with him, tops. Like I just I, I need to just get a picture of him with me in the store. Just three minutes. That's all I'm looking for. If he's li- if he listens to your podcast, Steve, come on down, man. You
0: know, um, it's, it's funny because I had uh, the guy who was his old the warm up guy for the Colbert Report has been on. So I know I know, and then I've had some people who worked through the Daily Show. So like, I don't know him personally, but I've known people who worked for him.
1: Oh, that's so hilarious! Not I've improbable
0: probably. if Kevin Bartini has anything to do with it.
1: Oh, uh, nice! A an email
0: because he's a huge comic geek.
1: I've got a customer slash uh, this guy named Eric Davies. He works for The Daily Show. Um, but he also writes and draws a comic called Hero Machine, which is an all-ages comic that's fucking rad. Uh, it's got these two gears in the back of the comic that kids, that kids can cut out, and they make their own superhero and use that hero in the comic. I mean, the thing is genius. There's is literally writer? nothing about it. He writes and draws it.
0: I mean, for uh, The Daily Show?
1: Uh no, he's not a writer. Uh he works more on the technical side of things, but his email, yeah. every time I'm he emails me, his, his email address is at thedailyshow.com and I just I laugh. And I was and the other day he was in here because you know, I buy his comics uh at a wholesale rate and then I sell them in the store and we did a signing with him and he's got uh issue number 3 that's going to be coming out soon. Uh he's doing the Mocha Art Festival, he's doing the Mocha Festival. Uh that's going to be in Manhattan uh, this weekend, actually. Um, and this week is the is the week that issue three comes out. And then on May 9th, he's going to be here in the store doing a signing and sketching for people. Um, and he's super cool, man, and really funny dude. Um, really nice guy. And I just I, – he was in here the other day, and I was like, so who's replacing Jon Stewart? And he was like, dude, he was like, I don't even know. I'm not – my pay grade isn't that high. He was like, but I hope they find someone. I hope they find someone good because I'd really like to stay employed for now. Um, <laughs> you know,
0: and yeah, apparently just, John's the nicest guy in the fucking world too.
1: Yeah, that's what he was saying. And he was just like, I don't know who they're bringing on board. He's like, I'm not part of that decision making process. He was like, but I'd really just like to stay employed for, you know, the foreseeable. Yeah, I had
0: one of the writers on here too, and he said the same thing. It was like, John's like way too fucking cool. Yeah. That's
1: which
0: is awesome. awesome. Now, so someone like me who like punk rock. Love, I love all the Marvel movies. I love that stuff. I read some... I, don't really, I just don't like reading. So, like, what else is at your store besides... Because like, I'm actually going to be in New Jersey. My wife's from Bloomfield, so I'm actually in Jersey all the fucking time.
1: Your oh, so they sound over.
0: Yeah, you, I, you might see me this weekend, because I'm... It's gonna,
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I was actually think because um, my two brother-in-laws are comic and fucking nuts. I told them about your shop, so I told... They said we have to go... That I have to take them there. So yeah, I was man. like, all right, and... um. But there's like toys and stuff too, right? For people like me.
1: Oh, dude! I mean, first of all, I've got toys, t-shirts, all kinds that's, of stuff. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm like one of those people. Like, I like the toys and the t-shirts a lot.
1: Dude, I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got, I can get you in the comics. That's 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 one of the things that that I pride myself on is, I get people who come in here all the time and they're, you know, they're just like you. They 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 love the movies. They watch the TV shows. You know they've never really gotten into comics formally but they know the characters and they love the media stuff and they're just like I want to read that I want to read something like but I don't know what I want to read and you know I'm constantly talking to people and I'm like okay well forget about the comic books for a second what are like your five favorite movies what are the last five TV shows that like you have to watch every week like what kind of stuff are you into? Because the comic book world is so diverse and there's so much out there that people... Everybody thinks it's Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Fantastic Four, and that's it. Like, a lot of people don't realize that there's so much indie stuff out there. And that's another thing where the punk rock DIY ethos come into play is, you know, like we already talked about. I mean, and like you know through Brian, like, you know, we were an, indie, we were an independent punk rock band. Like, we were... Recording in a basement, hocking our own CDs, hocking our own T-shirts and stickers, just going out there booking our own tours, booking our own shows. Like the hustle is real. The, the hustle is real and strong, and we and people are out there trying to make their get their stuff heard and listened to and bought and crap like that. And I learned really fast when I opened up this place that there's a there's a whole scene of comic book writers and artists who are all self published sending their stuff to printers so that it's comic book size or buying high-end printers in their own home and printing their own copies of stuff, spending insane amounts of money on ink cartridges just to be able to put out their own comics. And, you know, the struggle is real for them too, and it's the same struggle. You know, it's not – there's no different other than the medium. It's not a CD and it's not a vinyl. It's, it's a paper floppy comic. But there's dudes out there who – I've got comic books about uh, – I don't know if you ever heard of the, the band World War Nine. No. Uh, this guy, Jeremy Melkman, who's actually friends with Eric Davies, who works for The Daily Show, who I mentioned before. Uh, he writes he writes a comic called uh, uh, Earaches and Eyesores, uh, which is about his experience being in a punk band. He wrote a comic called See, My I'd Assassin. read that.
0: I'd totally My, read that. I, I want to read that.
1: Uh, I just sold out of a, of a comic book version, a rock and roll biography of Slayer today. What? Uh, I bought three copies on a whim because I was like, I wonder if these things will actually sell. I sold all – one dude bought two copies. The other – another dude bought the third copy, and I'm out of it. So With you it, sell
0: it. independent – like so anyone listen to this because um, – I'm not tooting my own horn, but like you know, people from all over the world can listen to this and like definitely all over the country. So if oh, yeah. someone out there has an indie comic and they want to try to sell it to you, like you're all about that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, yeah. You'll see, and if you come in here, you'll see it, man. I mean, I've got yellow tags in front of in front of the new stuff that 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 comes out uh, every Wednesday, but then I've got I've got red ones that are staff picks. So those are the ones that that me and and the people who I work with and friends of mine read that they that they're really into and can justify being good or being shitty. Um, and then I've got green tags in front of stuff that are, that say indie comic on it and this is and i'm talking about stuff you know people call up and they're like do you sell indie comics and they're talking about like image or dark horse and stuff like that and i'm like and my answer is always well how indie are we talking about are we talking about no barcode self-published printed out on an hp printer in someone's basement because i got those if you're talking about image comics or dark horse to me that's not that's not indie those are those are publishers someone is cutting you a paycheck to, to, to put those books out. You're not putting it together. You're not drawing and writing this thing out of the passion of your own heart kind of thing. Like, hoping to get a paycheck, you are getting a paycheck. That's the difference between indie and not indie to me. Um, and I've got stuff. I've got stuff with no barcodes that I had to print my own barcode just to sync up with my point-of-sale system. But uh, stuff with no barcodes, Ashcan size, that people are uh, printing out on their home printers. Um, I've got, I've got that stuff. I've got a book where this guy talks about his obsession with Gigi Allen, uh, and how unhealthy it is, but he can't stop. Uh, and then there's, there's stuff like black mask studios. That's co-owned by Brett Gorowitz from bad religion. Um, this guy, Matt minor, who's in Brooklyn, who I found because I follow propaganda, uh, on anything really. Uh, (laughs) I just, I love propaganda. Uh, and every album they put out is just better than the last one. Um, but I followed them and they gave a shout out to this dude, Matt Minor, from Brooklyn, who wrote a comic called Liberator, which is a hero who fights for animal rights and will break into like a break into a farm that where the animals are being raised to to be murdered for their fur, and this dude dresses up in all black and goes in there and will let the people leave but we'll burn and we'll free the animals and burn that fucker to the ground because yeah. he this guy just fights for animal rights. And this girl teams up with him and the two of them go in there and just burn these fur houses to the group, these fur farms to the ground. And I, there's nothing out there like that. There's no superhero who fights for animal rights out there. And it is it is a standalone situation where, like, how could you not read that? Like stuff like that uh matt rosenberg who is also from new york uh he he worked on a comic called we can never go home which is about a guy and a girl who have superpowers but uh i mean you could smell the punk rock on it it's the second you open it to the first page it is the most grounded superhero superpower story i've ever read i think um and it's phenomenal and he's also like one of the nicest dudes i've ever met in my life um I ordered some. I ordered a, uh, a t-shirt and a whole bunch of back issues from them, and the dude just threw in like a whole boatload of posters for this "We Can Never Go Home" book that just came out. Signed all of them, and every time someone buys a copy, I just give them a signed poster. I'm like, here, take it. Like, this is for you. Uh, enjoy the comic. You're gonna love it. This is like one of the one of the best comics I've read in a long time. Um, but we've, there's there's a boatload of stuff out there. Is really what I'm just long winded. Yeah, that's so to get fucking at. cool. And. I guarantee you—you you think you're not in the comics, but we can get you in the comics easily. Yeah, I think
0: I just became in the comics.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just so much cool stuff out there, and you just—it's like music. It's this—it's the same—it's the same process. You just got to know where to find it, and you gotta—you gotta know the right people uh, who are willing to turn you on to that kind of stuff. Because I'm sure there's a million comic book stores out there that carry. We can never go home because I sold out of my copies. I tried to order more. My distributor was backordered. And then I reached out to Matt directly, and Matt was like, "Dude, I sold my." He was on the road in California with Frank Barbieri, who works on, uh, who's another Jersey dude, who's also one of the nicest fucking dudes I've ever met. Uh, but they were on like a like a short, like almost like a almost like a tour in California, going comic book store to comic book store, doing signings. And he was like, "Dude," he was like, "All the copies that I had personally, I sold to a comic book store because they ran out too." He was like put in an order he was like it'll get the distributor to encourage us to do a second printing and and just help us justify a second printing and now they're on a second printing and it's awesome this thing is like blowing up and i'm so happy for the dude and uh honored to be one of the one of the early guys to, to have him in here and uh and he's from the punk rock scene too and he knows I I couldn't name a band when I was talking to him that he didn't know and vice versa, and, like, we just totally clicked, and it was like, we had never met before, but you would have thought we had hung out every day for years. I mean, really nice guy.
0: That's really sweet, and I love that you have, because, like, when I listened to your episode, like, um, I I loved it, but, like, your shop, I was like, that place sounds cool. I wish that existed when I grew up, because, like, you had, like, a real sense of community, which I think is fucking incredible.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we do we do a monthly movie night where and because I work in technology, it's kind of a skill set that I acquired through through working in technology. Uh, I there's a vendor who I used for shit probably close to 10, 10 years. Uh, great guy. Uh, we we if we had to rent any kind of technology services, we got it from him. Uh, and I he for like a stripped down rate, like basically practically for free gives me a six foot screen, a projector and a sound system delivers it and picks up the gear. And once a month we do a movie night where we show this movie on the six foot screen. Uh, the movie's always different, uh, but I don't charge admission. I uh, there's a suggested donation of canned food that we ask people to bring uh, because there's a food pantry like three blocks down that's run out of the basement of a church. Um, and, the food goes to them uh so we're a man charge.
0: after my own heart what the fuck man that is so nice
1: we're we're showing we're showing the first avengers movie tomorrow night actually uh not tomorrow night saturday night uh oh fuck to dude go- i'm gonna be
0: damn it i'm dog i'm gonna be in scotch plains that night
1: i can't
0: uh, i can't leave we're dogs that's
1: all, hey, all right man uh but I we don't like I love I said, that movie gonna, like for we someone do, what, who
0: like didn't know what the hell they were getting into i was like oh cool holy shit this is awesome
1: yeah, man. we're uh, It's it's our way of getting people people tooled up for the new Avengers movie coming out May 1st. Last month, we did Big Hero 6.
0: Did you uh, love that movie as much as I did? Big Hero 6? Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm embarrassed to say, despite the fact that I just told you we showed it in the store, I haven't seen it.
0: Uh, oh, it, it, <laughs> don't I, watch I, it in public because there's three spots that will make you cry.
1: Uh that's what I've heard. Uh I, I, I bought it online, I downloaded the file, uh I showed it in the store, but I had, you know, business shit to do, so I was like putting an order together and I was paying bills and updating my financials and I just kept hearing everybody like laughing and I heard a couple girls crying. My fiance watched it, my new employee Steph, uh she watched it. Um Is that you know, a
0: comic too? Like is that a comic book that exists?
1: It's funny with that. It used to be a comic that was not kid-friendly. It was very violent. Uh, and I guess since, Mar- since Disney now owns Marvel and Marvel owned Big Hero 6, uh, they decided to rewrite it into a movie. Uh, and now that the movie has gotten so popular, they've now re-released a kid-friendly version of the comic based off the movie. Oh, nice. but if you, But the, the original version is out of print. And kind of hard to find, but if you can get your hands on it, you'll see that it's it's not a Disney, Pixar type movie at all. It's it's a straight up manga like fighting, blood, gore, like yeah, it's not it's not something I would let a six year old read for sure. <laughs> nah,
0: no, that was so good. Um, and then I you're on uh, Fullerton Street because of, did you do that because of the Bouncing Souls? Is that correct?
1: Uh, well. I named my store Eastside Mags after the Bouncing Souls. The fact that I'm on Fullerton... Uh, I, I looks, remembered it
0: was something, and I was going to listen to it again a, today, and then I just did It's actually...
1: There was a band called Alistair. Uh, yeah, from, I
0: know. I remember them.
1: Yeah, from Chicago. So they had a song called Somewhere on Fullerton, which is on my Spotify playlist, and I laugh every time that song comes on because... It wasn't intentional. I mean, I just I saw this space when I was looking for a spot, and I and when I as soon as I walked in, I knew this was the spot that I wanted my store to be in, uh, and it just worked out that way. Um, and everybody always asks me about East Side Mags, and they're like, uh, or like "Are you a franchise?" And sometimes, I, you know, sometimes I they ask why I called it East Side Mags, and, you know. You know you can you can kind of smell a punk rock dude when yeah. you're talking to him. So like if they're if it's someone who I think knows the Bouncing Souls, I'll I'll just tell them like, well I named it after the song because it's about hanging out with your friends and having a good time, and that's what I want this place to be is a is a good time place where you can hang out with your friends and you know it's you don't have to worry about shit and and the world outside kind of thing like it's just I want it to be a fun place, and if I, if I get the vibe that people don't know the Bouncing Souls, then I just go well. North Fullerton's over there, and this is South Fullerton, so technically I'm on the east side of the street, and it, it, that worked out too, so.
0: Did you get any of the souls to come in yet?
1: I, I've i been working on that for two years now. <laughs> I know, what don't,
0: they don't live in the, all in the same area
1: anymore. No, nah, they're they're like all over the country, and I've been talking with Kate Helps every couple of months. I shoot her an email, and she writes me back, and uh, I mean, shit, if I wasn't already engaged, I'd propose to her. I have so much contact with her. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still still trying to do it. Uh, still trying to get them in here. Um, I think it's just a scheduling thing, really. But you know, if they listen to your podcast, guys, let's make this happen, man. Well, uh, do
0: you know the Scandals? They're from Jersey. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they're because uh, my friend Dan, who's been on, he I guest hosted me a ton. He's from he used to work at the Court Tavern, and then I've had Sean from the Scandals on, but they play with him all the time. Like that whole little world is way like if you know one person in a band in new jersey you eventually know the Mountain souls or like something like that
1: oh yeah i mean every it's like the banner too everybody in jersey oh, knows yeah. the oh banner. my god it's yeah. in
0: the banner a thousand fucking times <laughs> garrett,
1: garrett comes in here at least like every couple once every couple weeks and you know we just we'll, we'll just stand around and bullshit and talk about music and comics and stuff like that and i mean another really nice dude uh,
0: he was a really nice guy like we weren't like I don't think he would remember me, but I've hung out with him them a, them a ton of times, and he was so nice.
1: Yeah, he's a, he's a really good that dude. version of the banner. Yeah, that incarnation, that that incarnation. I yeah, guess. that
0: that era, and who was, um Does John from Folly ever come in? I don't know if he's a comic guy. He doesn't live he doesn't live too far away from that area.
1: I haven't, I dude, I haven't seen him since we were playing shows, uh, which was feels like forever ago. Um, I haven't seen him in forever. I probably wouldn't even recognize him if he did come in here.
0: He's like a high school teacher in your area. That area.
1: Is he really? He teaches high school now. I didn't, yeah, that yeah. I
0: know. He's actually still the most popular episode I've ever had.
1: That's and, hilarious.
0: And I had him like episode. John
1: episode. Folly teaches teaches school. Yeah.
0: Which high makes, school. Yeah, high school, which makes sense, like wow. English, I think.
1: That's hilarious. I think
0: he said he used to work in a music shop up in that area.
1: Yeah, there was a there was a music shop here called uh, Let It Rock. I don't know the time. name
0: of it. I just remember him telling that's me about awesome.
1: it. Awesome! Oh my I, I, god,
0: I, I see them every every reunion show or so. I'll, every reunion show has a different band. Every reunion they do, or then, I'll, or seldomly, like I'll sprinkle it in. Like I'll see him through, like Jeff and Amanda. Nice,
1: it's, yeah, like, oh, that's John. Funny. And then, Fox, I know the Paulson teacher, guys. I think
0: man. still live around the, your area too. Oh
1: wow! Yeah, man, I don't I don't get out of, I live a block away from here, so I don't get out of the, I don't get out of the shop or too far from the shop very often. My fiance needs the car to get back and forth to her job in Jersey yeah. City. So.
0: Dude, I uh, love Montclair though; it's really nice. It's
1: a it's a cool town, man. There's tons of good places to eat. There's tons of cool stuff, cool things to see and stuff to do. And, and there's a museum and an art museum, and there's parks. and the, I mean, it's just rad, man. It's easy access to get into the city. They're building a hotel here, which I think is going to be great for business around here. They're building a new, like, condo complex a couple blocks away, right next to the hotel they're building. So, I mean, the town's really up and coming, man. They just won, uh like, the Main Street USA award for, like, the best downtown area in the country or something like that. Oh, wow. Uh, the only thing we need to work on are the taxes in this place, man. This, this bitch is... Taxes are too high. <laughs> the taxes Yo, come are too to Rhode Island.
0: It's so cheap up here.
1: Oh, my God. But, oh, you know, start. it's also
0: not Montclair, so
1: it's... Maybe, maybe location number two, brother. Who knows? We'll see.
0: Yeah, there's a uh, a new comic shop that opened down the street from me. It was really cool, but, like... Oh,
1: really? Like, nice. What's fun?
0: But, like, I, I, I didn't know enough. About, I went in there once. I don't know anything about comics, and I was like, uh... I felt like such a jerk, because I was like, do you guys have the Bob's Burgers comic? And they didn't, so... I what?
1: Dude, I got Bob's Burgers for you. You come yeah, by. We'll fucking, you.
0: Those in The Simpsons I can read all, all fucking day. I don't know why. Uh,
1: dude, I got I got Simpsons. I got Futurama. I got Bob's Burgers. Well, there's
0: Futurama yeah. comics? Yeah, man. Oh, I just lost a whole lot of money. Uh. <laughs> glad my wife's not near me.
1: She oh, that's alright. I won't tell Oh,
0: shit. <laughs> no. Yeah, I have what? the Simpsons Futurama Crisis Crossover thing. I love yeah. it so much.
1: She's She's right behind you.
0: What? Yeah, she is.
1: Oh, my God. I, I just was just kidding. I just about
0: a whole bunch of comic books. i I'm just
1: kidding. Ah, that's hilarious. She's screaming. Hi. Hi.
0: <laughs> so her two bro- – my brother in laws her brothers are comic-obsessed. So I t- I'm going to tell them about your shop, and I think they might spend all their money there.
1: Send them by. Make sure they drop your name, man. I'll hook them up. Because we'll so th- I think
0: they go to the Midtown Comics, which is like, you know, that's far.
1: Well, that's in the city, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's – They're like, in Bloomfield. I'm way closer. They should yeah.
0: just- I think they're they're in Belleville right now, but like, um, but yeah. And I'll,
1: go, and I'll go on record: Midtown Comics is the Starbucks of my industry now. So you know, screw Midtown.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm totally like a small local person. Um,
1: that's, that's the first time I've said it publicly, but yeah, screw them. They, uh,
0: they'll be okay. There's a documentary yeah. about them on Netflix.
1: Yeah, when when you have a, when I have a documentary about me on Netflix, then people can say screw me as much as they want. But until I, then, I wish
0: you did have a documentary. Like, you have such a really cool story, and like I hope it keeps going and.
1: I hope so, too, man. I hope so, too. I met a dude the other day. We had Ron Mars in here. Ron Mars wrote, like, 50-plus issues of Green Lantern in the 90s. Uh, He he basically uh, is responsible for writing the the storyline that uh, drove Hal Jordan mad. He created the character of Kyle Rayner and wrote a story where Kyle Rayner, right after getting the Green Lantern ring, uh, this guy named Major Force – Uh, breaks into Kyle Rayner's apartment, beats up his girlfriend, chops her up, and shoves her in a refrigerator, which then spawned uh, this woman named Gail Simone, who at the time wasn't in comics but is now, to create a website called Women in Refrigerators, if you look it up. Uh, And it's all about uh, women in comic books and their role, and it's a very pro-female comic book-related website that's awesome, uh, and she's really awesome um and it's about how women were used as uh like objects in comic books for decades um and that a a female character in a comic book was no more important than a lamp or a glass of water um and they were just used to to kind of push the content of the comic book along and not given the the respect that she felt that they deserved and uh now you have like a ton of really strong, positive female protagonist in comics, and it's it's really turned around a lot, but she's very pro uh, pro-female comic creator, and uh, you know, but he wrote this story, and I was a huge Green Lantern fan, I think I bought every everything he wrote, Green Lantern and Silver Surfer wise, in the 90s, because I thought his writing was so great, and the fact that he wrote a story that caused someone to create a website like that uh is amazing to me and he was here last saturday and not only was it a great signing but i got to meet a hero uh someone who i have i've have admired since i was nothing but a wee pup and uh and yeah he was he was just cool as shit and i don't remember what the point of that story was but it let me throw incredible. that in there Are you can that's, that's the point Be- Big shout-out to Ron Mars. Oh, I remember. So, yeah, so then there was a dude who showed up who knew Ron uh, from a pre, from, from a bunch of other cons that he had been to. Uh, and this guy, is a, he's a sports broadcaster, but he's going to be working with uh, a website that I, I can't name at the moment. Uh, but they're putting together, like, a web series uh, where they're going to do a lot of filming at comic, at comic conventions. But he was like, dude, he was like, your shop, your story is, is awesome. He was like, uh, if I can talk them into it, I'd love to get them to film an episode of the show here in your store. And I'm just like, I'm all, I'm all for it. Like, So if I get more information, if this thing actually happens, which cross my fingers, I hope it does, uh, everyone's going to hear about it because I'm going to be posting the crap out of this thing. But uh,
0: When are you going to start your own podcast, man? That's like the next thing you got to do.
1: Oh, my God. What are you, You've been talking to my fiancé not telling me about this? Jesus Christ. Uh, She's dude, been telling me that forever, man. You would
0: be surprised. Like, I'm the dude in my fucking uh, bedroom, and I work in mental health, and I've I've had people from the fucking Daily Show on here from Twitter, and I don't have, like, a 1,000 billion downloads at all. It's, like, ridiculous how wow. easy it is to connect with people. Um, Do you remember Steven Untitled, Steven's Untitled Rock Show from Fuse back yeah. in the day? Oh, yeah. I just recorded with him, like, two nights, uh, like, last week for, like, an hour and a half.
1: Oh, dude, that's awesome. Nicest
0: fucking dude ever. Huge comic it. fanatic. Like, you need to get him at your store first off. He would go fucking Abe shit. I'll
1: have, have, have to look him up.
0: Uh, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's on Twitter, at Steven Smith says and, like, yeah, he, he's a Jersey. He lives in Jersey.
1: Nice. Okay. Comic
0: fucking nut. You, oh, my God. You're, you would think of, like, all the people you've had at your store, just got a quick interview with them. You'd be huge.
1: Oh my god.
0: It's the best way. Like I it's it,
1: I got to th- I got to think about that, man. I got a lot of stuff on my plate right now, but if I can stabilize and hire, oh yeah, I mean, hire it takes a couple time. more people.
0: If you're smart, okay. you just have someone like else host it for you and or something. I don't know, figure all that stuff out, but yeah. Um yeah, I don't know, but my point of that was anyway. But dude, thank I'm, you uh, so much for doing this.
1: Yeah, uh, no problem.
0: Where can people find you online? I'll put an intro in the front so people know about all your stuff. And uh, uh, before I forget too, like if you ever have, like, audio commercial like spots, like, make something, you need any promotion, just shoot me an email. Like, I just – I'll promote anything for anyone. And uh, cool. your place is super cool, and you're probably going to creepishly run into me at your store within the next month.
1: Hey, man. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, people can find me, uh, www.eastsidemags.com, facebook.com slash eastsidemags, twitter.com slash eastsidemags, instagram at Sidemags. Uh, i on tumblr um everything's Eastside mags uh I, I managed to to lock down everything uh oh, that's smart just Eastside mags so yeah twitter tumblr f- instagram facebook website uh and soon the world man uh just gotta get the bouncing souls in here man that's 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 the only piece of the puzzle that i still need to it's
0: probably easier than you think well it might is the scheduling part like you probably you know someone who knows them
1: even even if it's just one yeah. just one soul. Just one bouncing soul to come in and just be like, Hey man, I can't believe you named your fucking store after us. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, well you know like Jared from the Scandals plays solo shows all the time. Just have him play your store and be like, Hey, tell Pete to come.
1: I would I mean I would I would love to have him play we do that too. We we have music stuff uh in here all the time. Uh this Sunday actually we've got a a kid who who does it's called uh eight bit it's like eight bit music or something I've never heard of this before oh yeah he makes, yeah, yeah he yeah, makes yeah, music yeah. with his game boy what yeah uh i i i'm i'm gonna try i got a goPro camera so i'm gonna try to film this thing because seeings believing uh, apparently he makes music with a game boy um and this is a thing i i I've been in the comic book world for too long apparently uh and did not know this. Uh, but this is a thing. Eight bit music is is a thing, and he does it with a Game Boy, and he's performing in my store on Sunday at two o'clock. It's wow. it's gonna blow my mind. Uh, fuck everybody else. I'm 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 stunned. I I can't wait to see this dude. I
0: didn't know people make. Yeah, if you don't start a podcast, at least be on all of them, and then that's probably the best way to get your name out there. And
1: if there's anybody else out there who does a podcast who's listening to this or listening to Adrian or Epic Dudes, I I am a I am now officially willing to become a podcast for I will I will be on anybody's podcast and talk about anything you want. Uh, can, this is I, awesome. Uh,
0: I'll holler uh, you out to someone I know. Um, there are some dudes I've met who I've been on their show I've and vice versa, and they're based out of Finland, and they're fucking awesome.
1: Cool. I'm down. I'll do it. And
0: they're I'll, awesome. And Adrian, like the nicest. I never even met that guy, but I've Skyped with him like three times, and he's so fucking so nice
1: epic dudes popped my cherry adrian got in there and now you and yeah let's... i literally
0: heard you you know i didn't even hear the epic dudes one because like by the time i found the show like i just i, I didn't go back and then because i i thought i wanted to ask you on and i was like i'm gonna ask adrian and then i looked i was like it's like brian birdsey was here so i just facebooked him like dude you know this dude he's like yeah we were in the same band together
1: yeah it was brian's yeah. thing was awesome we barely talked about comics and it was just all music and i felt like other than talking to a computer, like Brian was sitting right in front of me, like it was like yeah. old. Time. It was great.
0: Dude, it's so fun. It's so much fun. It's so great. It must be. It's easier if you can just guest on a ton. You don't have to do any of the ex- the shit work. Which, with running a business, I don't know how you would have the time to do all that. I <laughs> uh,
1: I just I need people to keep coming in and buying comics, and so I can stabilize this place, hire some cool people to work here, and uh, and really just work on developing and growing this thing.
0: Yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Bigger,
1: faster, stronger, man. That's that's the name of the game because I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be around for a real long time.
0: Yeah, man. It was so nice uh, Skype meeting you and then I'll uh, – Yeah, you're, likewise. What are, what are you open on Saturdays?
1: Uh, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m.
0: Oh. Yeah, I think I have like a bunch of free time midday Saturday in North Jersey and I was like trying to figure out what to do and now I think I know what I'll be doing.
1: Yeah, man. Awesome, man. It was nice meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting you, too. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, take care. You, too.